to The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name's Kevin. And my name's Daniel. And this is episode 110 from the future. Wow. 1110? 110. 110. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first episode of spring. <laughs> Don't you feel it? There's, there's I do. bees on the way to the carport now. No. Carport. That's, I left Florida for a reason. Yeah. I didn't want to be near those fucking bees anymore. They fucking came back, dude. <laughs> the bees are back. <laughs> yeah, this just in. The bees are back. <laughs> the bees are back in town. Well, it's not the bees that bother me. Bees want to just live amongst pollen and honey. Yeah, it's right? the wasps. It's the wasps. The that... white Anglo-Saxon <laughs> Protestants. <laughs> <laughs> that want to sow discord. Yeah. And maintain the status quo by stinging your hand. <laughs> fucking hate it. They're, they're bloody buggers. Bloody buggers. Yeah, I'm taking a, wow. a page from Gary Wood's book there. Gotcha, gotcha. I Actually, hate wasps. Can you can you give me that uh, take, but in your uh, in the King's English, sure. please? Bloody buggers. Oh wow, I'm stinging me hand, mate. Jesus Christ, is are you, is that Jacob Fry from the hit game Assassin's Creed Could Syndicate? Be. Could be. Holy Assassin's shit! Creed. I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, fantastic. I, I love like the ushering of spring because it means like you know longer days of sunlight and daylight and yeah. warmer months and We're getting away, getting away from that Seattle depression that seasonal depression we're used to but then it comes with it seasonal allergies and wasps and eggs lots of eggs because of easter hey talk to me about that (laughs) what do you mean people hiding eggs people just hiding eggs egg events and animal crossing gotcha oh it's it's the god day yeah this is the day that jesus was just like hey hang on i'm back that's tomorrow yesterday was good friday which makes today the best saturday what is the historical significance of a good friday What's Good Friday? Um, I don't know anything about religion. That's a rough one for me. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you about Passover. You can tell me about yeah. is, is is it also on Good Friday? <laughs> no, it was last week. Okay, so Good Friday is just like it was Friday before Easter. Yeah, like basically. This. Okay, then is this Great Saturday? Like, what is this? I think so. Is it, we don't talk about this day. <laughs> it's the day in between. It's the day in between. Yeah, the day okay. where people wear their, I guess, like leading up to their Sunday best and get in the mood for the holiday. Gotcha. I don't know. We're not religious people, you and I. No, no, not very much. But hey, uh, happy Our, egg day, dudes. Happy I love egg eggs. Yeah. I love eggs. But like, really, I don't paint my fucking egg. No, I hate that shit. I want to make an omelet. I don't want to fucking make a mess. This man <laughs> makes glitter mess. amazing daily omelets. He comes into my room, like, at, like <laughs> it's 1230 at night. He's like three IPAs and he's like, look yeah. at this fucking omelet I made. Look at this artistry. Like, it's, the plating is perfect. because sometimes on my Friday streams, I forget to eat mm-hmm. or I had a lunch at like four o'clock. Yeah. So... Like, it's going to be until 10 or so. And so I'm just like, oh, man, stream's over. I either can order McDonald's because mm-hmm. I can't drive anywhere right now because I'm three tall boys to the wind. Sure. Being responsible. Uh, I appreciate or that. I've got all these eggs in the fridge. <laughs> I can make some sort of egg catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. A little pepper jack cheese in that oh, bitch. Oh, man. Get some buffalo chicken. Or whatever it is. Whatever that spiced chicken that comes in a bag that we get. Oh, the Santa Fe chicken? Santa Fe chicken. Which is probably really bad for us. What do you mean by bad for us? It's processed chicken. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're saying you want an unorderly process to make that chicken? <laughs> what's what's wrong with processed chicken? Yeah, it's it's something about Structured the... Structured chicken. <laughs> give, give me anarchic chicken. <laughs> Chaos chicken. <laughs> Chaos chicken is what I get from McDonald's like once a week. <laughs> That's true. Uh, let me tell you a story about how I had two chicken sandwiches yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me tell you the, the follow-up story of how I exploded today, this morning. <laughs> I had to run to the bathroom. I was like, undoing my belt before I even got into the bathroom. Wow. I was like, no. <laughs> I dove in John McClane style. <laughs> 
moments when you have to go to the bathroom like that, you know, are super pressing. I mean, I essentially had a double down that was like segmented mm-hmm. <laughs> by time. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, meat to meat, fried both. In Listen, me. you had to get some food. You had to get some sustenance yeah, yesterday because you were doing like that. You were running a train last night over at twitch.tv slash the red herb. Yep. The red herb. The original Devil May Cry. The MC1. As part of what? Friday May Cry? No, 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 Devil sir. Devil May Cry? We've had three rebrandings. Sure. It is it is now known as Devil May Fry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you told yourself you wanted to beat it last night. Yeah. And with yeah. that, you can't stop to eat. No, you yeah. can't eat. You can't, you can't go to the bathroom. You can't even, you can't even smile. No. <laughs> you just got a game, brother. And I did it. Two sessions. So two sessions. It okay. was one stream last week. This stream, uh, we got it done in about, it was before midnight actually. Yeah. So it started at 7.30, ended at midnight. You made a promise out loud. You're like, I'm going to beat this by I'm midnight. Because did. I didn't want to start it next week and That's then be fair. like, let's play 10 minutes of Devil May Cry 1 and then jump to 2. No, 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 no. We need a clean start next week. Mm-hmm. So it's part 2. That's right. Every Friday. At 8 p.m., maybe sometimes 7.30 p.m., mm-hmm. P.T., I'm going to beat every Devil May Cry. We're going to get through one, two, three, get ready, four, and even five. Five. Wow. Five. I'm looking forward to seeing you play five because okay. your original impression on it was very lukewarm. Lukewarm. Yeah. Lukewarm. Piss warm, even. Friend of the show, by the way, Bussy Tycoon. <laughs> Who jumps into the chat and found us through uh, found us through the podcast? Uh-huh. By the way, amazing, yeah. amazing to me. Uh, said that they were lukewarm on the PS4 edition, mm-hmm. but playing the definitive edition, they're like, "Oh shit, this is this is like a new style. It's got turbo mode. It's got Virgil and all this shit." Hmm. Yeah, so said it took it from like an eight to a nine for them. Okay, that's a that's a that's number awesome. grade. I think there was a lot of talks when that yeah. game came out. When was that? 2019 from industry yeah. people who really liked it, but I think it got swallowed by a lot of the other releases around it. So yeah, where we just so. kind of forgot about it. Right? Didn't it come like it was like a couple weeks before Sekiro, right? Yeah, I think and it, it was, was right the beginning after of March, and then Sekiro was the end of March. Yeah, yeah, it, timing. It was in between a few things, yeah. but it still sold well. It did well. I know that, mm-hmm. and uh, I know critics really adored it, and fans loved it, mm-hmm. and DMC Devil May Cry is never getting a part two now bummer these are all terrible facts well <laughs> yeah i think it's mainly because microsoft bought ninja theory but you know no 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 it's because there's no justice <laughs> there's no in justice. this world you see we live in a society okay. <laughs> is the whole problem <laughs> anywho you know who we are hmm. we're the save room that's right we are the best video game podcast that nobody listens to <laughs> anyway you can find us in soundcloud.com slash the save room show or spotify itunes stitcher a google play and and get ready for this where tell get me ready for this i'm eager a puddle out in front of a kroger's oh couldn't have said like a fred meyer Something relevant to us. Kroger's is right across from the from the street from the Fred Meyer. I don't even think of Kroger though. You don't think of it? Oh, that's sad. Yeah, that one. No, well, because I think. Oh I no, that's a Safeway. Yeah. <gasps> oh fuck. Yeah. I just like the word Kroger. Okay. Kroger. Well, start. I guess weaving it into your weekly vocabulary. What Kroger? <laughs> Kroger may cry. Well, this has been the yeah. first, I guess, proper news episode we've done in officially a month. So we got to we got to yeah. get back in. We got to loop the gamers into a lot the of strong news. news. Yeah. It's it's a kind of weird year so far. I feel like mm-hmm. there hasn't been a lot of heavy news other than this thing's been delayed. Yes. Or that thing's been delayed. We talked about it a little because I was you looking know? through the news this week. And actually last week we, we weren't compelled to do news either because there's only like 
one item. I think Microsoft might buy Discord. Mm-hmm. And you know how gamers love maybes and talking about maybes forever. Mm-hmm. But I, I, for some, I got bored. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the Sony stuff. What did Sony do? Them shuttering the digital store, which we moved to. This That's week. this week. Yeah, now. but that was last week, though. Was that last yeah. week? Wow, time. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I, we had this conversation where it's like this is the COVID nineteen impact that you know mm-hmm. everyone was talking about, right? Where now we're getting um, there's more announcements about games getting delayed than there is about games getting mm-hmm. announced, you know. And it does it does seem like it's going to be thin for a while because well, the impact on these studios is that it's taking longer to crank these games out. Whether work from home has totally disheveled their production, uh, you know, process. Or whatever other impacts are making it difficult to actually like get shit out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna happen. That's gonna keep on happening. So, yeah. I'm I would be super interested in what the summertime E3 slash Jeff Keeley's summer bash looks mm-hmm. like. Where it might be a lot of things where it's like, cool, that's a lot of DLC support for existing games and mm-hmm. a few cool announcements of things that have like no defined announce date. Mm-hmm. Um, get used to that. Gays to not having to find release dates for like a while. Or like moving windows for things where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, they said this is going to happen this year, but yeah. it's probably going to be next year. Yeah, exactly. It's going to um, be super common. Yeah. From now on. I'm, I'm interested to see what that stretch of like Jeff's summer gaming summer jamboree looks like. Yeah. And then I guess digital E3, what, what that looks like. Yeah, whatever it well. is that they're trying to paywall, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. We didn't put that in the news, but I think that's no. kind of a, it's been a pretty divisive thing amongst people. That, like, they well, want yeah, to have you, the you showcase to behind a paywall. You want us to pay for video game commercials now, E3? <laughs> Thanks, dudes. <laughs> right? I mean, because, like, you got to think about it. the most Most people don't pay to go to E3, mm-hmm. and they didn't open it up until the public until, like, recent years, right? Like 2016 right? or 2017. Yeah, it's always yeah. really been predominantly a press thing. So at this rate, you're just saying, hey, you know how you were getting all that free coverage? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know about this one. But. I think, like, if they were doing the thing where it's like, hey, the commercials and pre-show stuff is going to be free, like it should be. Which I think it would be, yeah. Yeah, and then they did maybe a digital wall of, like, hey, you want to get some, like, behind-the-scenes panel stuff, or maybe you want to get your hands on, like, a demo like that you might get to play on the show floor yeah cool just pay like 20 bucks for it like i think that's fine like, yeah i don't think that's like a completely egregious thing to think that they could charge for something like that but if you're gonna make me fucking watch a commercial for i don't know final fantasy 7 integrate again I'm gonna that be was pretty i have so it. little trust in this industry like <laughs> yeah. now that you're saying it like my initial thought was you're gonna like hide trailers and stuff mm-hmm. behind like a paywall but no you're right they probably wouldn't do that because publishers wouldn't benefit no, not <laughs> from at all. that at all but they would probably yeah make you pay for uh hands-on demos and stuff like that which be which is interesting mm-hmm. some of these games Getting out in the wild before they ever would in any other reality, mm-hmm. right? Like, could you imagine what that means? What do people just data mine these fucking demos and go like, "Yep, this is what this is what uh, the next you know Resident Evil is going to be like" or what have you? They could, yeah. they, they very well could, because a lot of E three stuff is in in some cases behind very closed doors, like Cyberpunk was in previous years, right? Or you know, up to press. I think the the most interesting thing about this is how it's going to affect like the press part of the industry. Yeah. You know, where it's like that's their jobs to cover E three and events of this nature if it's behind a paywall like you know granted i'm sure like whatever company they work for is gonna front the bill but if you're like like a freelance person right Mm -hmm. you gotta pay for that stuff that's like to get your hands on writing about that content i think that kind of sucks but yeah and also like you know just obvious thing like networking is a huge part of e3 not just for like you know the industry but press Mm -hmm. as well right so it's like that's that's kind of out the door too but Mm -hmm. you know we'll see how that goes but hey uh plus side sexual harassment would be down by a lot yeah (laughs) by a lot a lot these events are cesspools mm-hmm. 
for harassment of all sorts and types. And for a long time, it was kept hush-hush, right? Because mm-hmm. people were like, oh, well, that's a big industry guy. We, I love that we live in the era of, I don't give a fuck how big he is, <laughs> he's going down. <laughs> that's where we are, baby. So that's, that's I'll say that's one benefit that I don't think sure. anyone's tweeting about. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have some news for you. Mm-hmm. After our little deep dive, I accidentally fucked up the doc. Oh, I had, no. I had a three W's to it. I'm so sorry, everybody. www.doc. <laughs> it won't work without the HTTPS forward slash forward slash. I hate that, that misconception. <laughs> Shit still works without it. Sometimes it doesn't, actually. <laughs> if you try to put Twitch links in Discord uh-huh. without the HTTPS, it'll fucking break. Mm. Why, Discord? That's what Microsoft is going to fix when they buy you up, <laughs> and then they'll paywall everything. Anywho, <laughs> we've got a few bits of news on here for you. Number one, my friends, a movie isn't a real video game adaptation until it's delayed like a real game. Ooh. So we got three delays on the docket. First one breaks my heart. Mortal Kombat has been delayed, a, well, a week. Yeah, <laughs> from, not too bad. From April, April 16th to April 23rd. Uh, suspicions are because that lines up with people that are chilling on free trials of uh, free trials of HBO Max. Mm. So you have to renew at the end of the month. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually, where it's like, oh, we're not giving this for free. <laughs> with a second, uh, another heartbreaker for Kevin. These are all very just darts at me. Mm-hmm. Is that Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, that is the reboot uh, adaptation of the Resident Evil games, is delayed from September 3rd. All the way to November 24th. No. Uh, word is it's because of Marvel movies. Uh, Sh- uh, Shang-Chi mm-hmm. is coming out in the September time frame, I believe. So they want to move this fucking movie as far away from anything else that will eat its lunch. That's fair. Which I actually think is really smart. Unless it's like a Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil movie, like it doesn't stand a chance. Uh, do you really think that that would be like Alice being on the cover? No, that's actually my fear, dude, that this movie fails and they're like, well, let's do another Alice one. Mm. I would die. I would want to die. I feel like he's still going to continue doing those anyway. Carry Get on a, he needs to leave. <laughs> Just enjoy making things. Go make another death race, Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God but damn it. I, yeah, I guess in this kind of era where it's hard enough to launch a movie and get revenue back, like the, the fear of it being cannibalized by Marvel movies is is very real. Yeah, I think it's a super real concern, especially since, um, I mean, so Godzilla vs. Kong did come out in mm. theaters and its opening weekend is like, they're all like applauding how much money it made, but it only made $9.3 million. Yeah. And I'm like, for a blockbuster film, that's like chump change Mm -hmm. so but everyone's like oh see theaters are coming back and i'm like um okay (laughs) i mean that's the best of movies done in 2021 i should say and that's rough that's rough yeah i gotta wonder what the other revenue looks like for maybe like streaming services as well yeah i don't know how they do that cost evaluation right Mm -hmm. for like subscription based off of like viewers like do they just go like oh like 38 percent of the people that uh got a subscription in the last month for instance uh watch godzilla versus king kong Mm -hmm. Probably, actually, now that I think about yeah. it. Robert Kirkman was talking about, uh, you know how Invincible's on Amazon? Mm-hmm. He's like, Amazon's super data-oriented. Like, they'll tell you that, like, uh, only 25% of people that watched your show made it past the first 15 minutes and be like, what do we do about it? <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Streaming sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and the last movie that got delayed is the perpetually delayed Uncharted. It's gone from February 11th, 2022 to February 18th, 2022. I know a lot of you out there need to make some accommodations with your time off schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, push it a week. Push it away. Actually, I would I would 
wait because this will probably get delayed four to six more times probably it's already been delayed so many times and production's <laughs> been fucked up so many times yeah it got delayed so hard that mark Wahlberg was originally <laughs> nate and then he became sully it's just like <laughs> he aged that much in the in, the, in between time bummer this would have made for like a perfect valentine's day movie you know i know i know that's a good valentine's day slot so uh, which of these three bums you out the most what bums me out the most of a delay mm-hmm. um mortal Kombat because i have that whole week off because it's my birthday week and mm-hmm. i was like yo mortal Kombat's coming out basically on my birthday what a treat for kevin mm-hmm. then the universe said fuck this bitch <laughs> and delayed it a week so that makes me sad Resident Evil, I'm fine with them delaying it to November. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was coming out theaters first, and I don't know. Even in November, I don't care about the situation. Probably not going to go to a movie theater. Mm-mm. It's going to be a while. I'll, I'll hope by then we're at least vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully we're va- vaccinated by then. Because um, this is an infectious movie. Oh, <laughs> got him. And then Uncharted, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that <laughs> movie I don't give a fuck about that movie at all. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm far more excited for HBO's The Last of Us than I am this. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Being filmed in Calgary, by the way, they yeah. announced the Last of Us HBO series. I've been in Calgary. Can you believe that? I can believe that. That's back Calgary. when we used to travel and do things. Uh, yeah, I used to used to sell T-shirts in different countries, apparently, because <laughs> that's a worthwhile pursuit. And uh, Calgary is dusty. Mm. Dusty as fuck. Like Dust Bowl Dusty or just... Dust Bowl Dusty. Okay. Dust wow. Bowl dust, Dusty. Like you breathe the air and you're like, I can taste it. It's gross. <sighs> I hate that. Yeah. Calgary, you're gross. <laughs> if we have anybody who's like listening from Calgary, just understand that you're gross. Sorry. No, I'm so sorry. It's just facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a number two on here. Speaking of movies and video games, my friend. Mm-hmm. Ghost of Shishima is being adapted for film by the John Wick director. Oh. Now, the director does have a name. His name is Chad uh, Stahelski. Mm-hmm. But when you helm four John Wicks in a row, the John Wick director is probably the most apropos name that we can give you. <laughs> He's adapting the Sucker Punch game with the help of PlayStation Productions and Sony Pictures. Here's a buzz quote that says absolutely fucking nothing. Quote, <laughs> we love working with creative partners like Chad, who have a passion for our games, ensuring we can create rich adaptations that will excite our fans and new audiences. End quote. This was said by Assad. Oh, my God. Quizzle Bash. Oh. That sounds like a PS1 game. <laughs> <laughs> He's the head of PlayStation Productions, and he said this to Deadline. Okay. Excitement? How do you feel? So it's weird, right? We have PlayStation Productions and Sony Pictures helming, or I guess like throwing out the idea that there are going to be a lot of these Sony movies based off of Sony games that already feel like movies, right? Yes. Like yeah. Uncharted, Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us obviously is in a whole different spirit, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I think the Ghost of Tsushima on its own was already such a strong property, and I think the team of Sucker Punch came together and gave it a lot of great care, especially with having, like, a lot of, you know, I guess cultural context for the story and the writing and Mm. the sort of people that were on board on it. Um, It doesn't give me great faith that another, like, you know, white action director is, you know... Is he a white guy? I actually Hel- didn't look that up. Helming a, I'll look at, you know, I want to see his face. Japanese samurai movie. Um, Show me your face, Chad. It's one of those things where, like, you, you kind of want it to be given a lot of justice. Give it, like, kind of legacy and lineage like a lot of those Kurosawa movies are. Give it to a Japanese director, you know? Um, he's handsome, actually. Is he really? Let me see him. He's, an Amer- he's 6'1", and he's an American stuntman. Oh, wow. The director, Chad. Look at that. He's famous for, um, he's known for his work on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, interesting. 
and directing John Wick. Now, I, I mean, I'm excited for more Ghost of Tsushima because I thought like that world and the story of Jin Sakai was pretty riveting. And I think that that world kind of lends itself to have more stories told within it, you know? It could be cool. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, on paper it sounds cool, but like, I'll be excited when I see a trailer and I see it handled with care. Yeah. It's one of those things where I've, <laughs> I always talk about adaptations where it's like, if you're going to adapt a video game whose main inspiration is cinema, mm-hmm. uh, especially the films of like uh, Kurosawa, mm-hmm. um, isn't it just like a copy of a copy at that point exactly. when you make a movie based on that it doesn't it, feel very inspired like i'm not excited by a ghost of shishima film because i'm like the whole thing was that the video game was super cinematic and like mm-hmm. a world that you can be immersed in there's a lack of immersion so you're just here's the thing about a ghost story it's kind of cookie cutter mm-hmm. like it, it's, it doesn't stand out but the characterizations are really strong yeah. like i'll give it that but overall it's plots like eh. but you know you can forgive the plot because you get to fucking play it Exactly. That doesn't happen here. So I'm like, I don't know how this will go. I think Last of Us is probably a meteor, meteor uh, source of like an adaptation just because you can turn it into a series. You can bake out the world in different ways, different directions. And it's like a, you know, it's it's not an historical thing. It's like, this isn't fucking zombie like, universe. Yeah, post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah, yeah. other America. All right. But it's the same thing, though. Like mm. the, at the core of like The Last of Us, that plot is pretty basic. It's more about the characterization of the the world and the characters within it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. At that point, would I really want to go to Shima film then? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be interesting to have a series? Because like, what really makes that game is all its sub stories mm-hmm. and stuff. You don't have time for sub stories in a film. Yeah, I think it'd be served very well as like an animated series. This is mm-hmm. always my fallback. Um, I haven't seen nearly as much of it as I could have seen, but like in the kind of tone of Samurai Jack would be cool. Samurai Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially, like one 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 stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sure, make a movie, John Wick guy. How do you feel about? I don't remember like the extent of what this news was, but Demon Souls being adapted for film. I don't know how close that is to actually. I, that was that's a rumor. Is still. that a rumor? Okay. They didn't. I don't think PlayStation Productions outright said it, but I could be wrong about that. But uh, I think that's way more interesting, just because you don't have like a baked out cinema based story to already just adapt again. Like you need to make some choices with Demon Souls to make it work. Mm-hmm. Do you make a main character, or is it a silent protagonist, or like how do you play with that? Mm-hmm. And then also, given the structure of the game being super video gamey, how do you choose to make a cohesive A to B story? Mm-hmm. You know, with like a three act structure. Yeah. While also incorporating giant boss encounters and the different lore that's much more visual than it is, like, spoken word. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I think there's an interesting way to adapt it. But, again, I move more towards doing, well, like you said, like a Samurai Jack style. Yeah. Of like, here's vignettes of this world to together give you a holistic view of what Demon Souls is rather than a two-hour movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to really sell the experience short. I think mm. with Ghost of Tsushima specifically, and then if you're trying to build a huge world of, of the world of Boletaria and, and Demon Souls, people don't know that world, and we're sure as hell not going to get it in a fucking like two hour treatment. No, so, I don't think so. Like don't if you so. gave it a longer kind of pace to breathe with, maybe do like a Monster of the Week thing where it's like, oh, this episode you're gonna fight the tower knight you know this episode you're gonna go against the fucking the fool you know yeah. just kind of like build to these cooler moments within it could be neat you know what i would want to see an adaptation of mm. just because i think it'd be cool to try to film it horizon hmm. i think horizon would be really interesting 
like with its giant robot dinosaurs and special effects and stuff, I think it would be very vibrant if you tried to like get a really solid director and say, I'm going to frame this the way I'm going to frame this yeah. and, and take the best parts of the story, right? That Because at, at its core, there's a really good story you can tell without even using the side missions and side quests and mm-hmm. stuff because it's just a strong like what's the central mystery to this mm-hmm. world and you're in is Aloy. That's film right there, yeah. baby. You can make a film out of that. Ghost of Shima, I'm like, eh, you know, sure. Yeah, it, it's going to be one of those things where if they don't have the right team of writers for it, it's going to just feel like a schlocky American samurai movie. Yeah. Much like the game was kind of potentially hazardous of being, but they got like a lot of Asian American writers in there and kind of made it a, a, a story that sh- it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would buy in for a Horizon movie. Who would direct that, though? Who would direct a Horizon movie? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can get them, but I would say uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I forget how to say his name, but he directed Blade Runner 2049, oh, okay. and he's doing the Dune movies as well. Okay. I think he would be, like, the right sense. But it might be beneath them. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that he would want to do a video game movie. I could be wrong. We live in a different era. <laughs> the Martin Scorsese's will die out one day, and nobody will be boohoo at Marvel or video games anymore. They'll be like, yeah, that's <laughs> fucking right. That's literature. Last of Us is literature. <laughs> I love Martin Scorsese out here just saying stuff like that. <laughs> right. There's always an old man saying Marvel is the death of true cinema. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Number three on here. And this is a number three for me. Mm. Resident Evil Village will have a photo mode. Capcom has released footage of the game running on a PS4 Pro, and eagle-eyed fans noticed, well, one, actually, Lady D's humongous butt. God, she's got some cheeks. She's got some cheeks that are the thickness. I want her to just smash my face and with both her feet and her cheeks. Um, at once, how would that, so, like, she would have to, like, kind of, kind of like a dip together, yeah. right? Like, hold, like, hold, like, so hold he, onto her knees? So maybe what she does is, like, she kicks me in the yeah. chest, knocks me down, stomps on my my face with her heels, your face and then soften the blow a little Side bit. of your face or the front of your face? Straight in the middle. Straight in the middle. Yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> then she puts her cheeks okay. straight on my cheeks. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. While you're dying. While I'm dying. Okay. That's sense. a death. That's a noble death. That's a good death. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> Fans noticed during cutscenes that the start button serves two functions, skipping the scene or photo mode. Mm. It stands to reason gameplay outside of cutscenes will benefit from photo mode too. This marks the first Resident Evil to receive the feature, so prepare to be bombarded by millions of tall vampire lady photos in May. Yep. We're already, it's already happening. It's going to be worse. <laughs> May is going to be just a tidal wave. You're going to drown in this. Okay? Get ready. I'm into it. You know what's funny? The game's probably not going to focus on her very much at all. I think that's going to be the crashing disappointment of people to pick up Village. Because they've been hiding the fact that it's multiple antagonists. Mm-hmm. And it, there's like, in this castle area, there's about four different families. Mm-hmm. And they all have like, you know, different enemies and, and bosses and characters associated with them. Mm-hmm. But the marketing focused on this character because fans responded to it immediately. Yeah. So they're just like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll lean into this because we need to sell this bitch, <laughs> you know? But I bet you it's going to be like Lady D's not a big part of the story overall. Uh, I don't I, know. I could be wrong. I, 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 I feel like, weren't they marketing her to be kind of like that nemesis type character that follows you around the 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 Beast Man is the one who follows you. Okay. The one with the fucking looks like he's from Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Like, they, he's one of the characters that's like a pursuer. Okay. I think Lady's, Lady D's children, her daughters, are the ones that like hunt you through more so than she does. Maybe. I don't know. I always thought no. of it like kind of the 
the Jack Baker Marguerite kind of dynamic where like Jack obviously stalks you through the beginning of like the, the Spencer, not Spencer, sorry, the, the Baker the estate. Baker yeah, yeah. And then Marguerite's in kind of like a separate area, kind of stalks you similarly. Yeah. And I imagine that's what this game is, but for the four families, not sure. just Lady yeah, D. Yeah, yeah. So I'm also under the impression that you get to her portion, maybe like in the, I don't know, second quarter or second third of the, the game. game. Yeah. Yeah. You start, you start in a smart, sorry, a smaller village and work your way up to this castle thing is what they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, speculation, right? We'll get there yeah. when we get there. We're, we're, we're close. Like dude. 30 days that's next month. dog. Oh my God. That's next month. dog. I can't wait, dude. Oh, that's next month. And a new demo's coming out this month, by the way. Oh yeah. Okay. That one will have combat. Unlike the first demo. I like the maiden demo a lot. I didn't play it. Uh, it was I, good. I, I sat with you and played it on That's stream. That's true. We, we yeah. played it on stream, but well, I'll, I'll be playing the second demo on stream too, but they haven't announced when it's coming out. But next week, I almost forgot, Reverse. Reverse open beta. Oh, man. Ba, I'm Claire. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not suck. excited for that all, at all, are you? Um, I'm excited in that it's a Resident Evil thing to play. Am I hopeful that it'll be good? Yes. Do I think it'll be good? No. Not, not a lot. Yeah. No, I don't think that. Yeah, no. it looks kind of goofy and cartoony, no, it but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I think it'll be better than um, which one? Resistance. That? Resistance. A lot of things are better than Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. Speaking of Capcom, my friend, Monster Hunter Rise is already crushing it in Japan. Uh, the game has sold a total of 1.3 million physical copies in Japan, Damn. according to Famitsu. The last Switch game to sell this well and this fast was Animal Crossing New Horizons, which pushed 1.8 million copies within three days. Japanese love those Animal Crossings. Let me sure. tell you what. Capcom announced last week that the game has shipped 4 million units globally, meaning the demand is high for a franchise that once only saw success in Japan. The Monster Hunter franchise has had a cum- oh, fuck me. A cumulative, <laughs> a cumulative. You got it. <laughs> sale. <laughs> That's not even right. <laughs> Overall, it shipped 66 million units <laughs> since December 2020. <laughs> We're all struggling. Don't, don't worry, okay. man. It's okay. Brain soft, stress high. <laughs> yeah. I had one of those brain soft moments earlier in the day. You're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, ah, my brain. It's yeah. soft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Monster Hunter World remains king of the monsters, however. That's the Rathalos <laughs> of sales. Rathalos. <laughs> At 16.8 million copies shipped, it is the single most wow. successful game in Capcom's history. That's actually insane to me because, like, before Monster Hunter World came out in 2018, I couldn't have foresaw that that would happen. No, it was always a niche franchise. I mean, mm-hmm. like, there, it came out, you know, it was on Nintendo platforms, 3DS and such, and also uh, PSP out here, but mm-hmm. it was always a niche thing, whereas in Japan, it was huge. Plushies, figurines, the whole assortment, right? Mm-hmm. And then World came, and it was just like, let's just make a few things accessible. Capcom was like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, let's just make, like, one or two things accessible and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Also, put it on a console that doesn't have two fucking flip screens. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And then, boom, success. Do you think Rise is going to have a similar, like, meteoric success that World did? I think Rise is doing really, really well. I think uh, people are responding to it, and I also think that the Switch has so much uh, so much of an audience already. Mm-hmm. I think, what, they got, like, 100 million units out there? Like, goddamn. Yeah, I think the, the attach rate for the Switch is kind of, like, it's not something to fucking, like, ignore. Yeah, it's not, th- not something um, to sniff at, for, for, for sure. For this game not being cross-platform, I don't think it's going to hurt yeah. it at all. Much like Animal Crossing being as successful as it was just being on the Switch. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to play it. I, I bought it. It actually just shipped today, and I, I have it, and... 
Uh, I'll probably make my character and get into it. But you've probably spent like what, like maybe like ten to twenty hours with it. Not, so far? not I don't think twenty hours. Uh, ten two. But definitely like yeah, ten. No, ten two is my favorite one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like ten or so, I I've definitely gotten to rank three. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like you take on quests and it tells you these are rank one monsters, rank two, rank three. So I'm at rank three. I think it goes up to five, and then there's high rank after that. Okay. So I'd say I'm at the halfway point of the game what happens to me is that i keep on going like i play it i play it i play it and then i switch over the world because i have like a bunch of shit to do in iceborne still um i would this is going to be an unpopular opinion sure i don't really like playing games on my switch for a lot of different reasons Mm -hmm. i like the handheld of it but when it comes to me playing handheld i don't want to play like a game like Monster Hunter. Like, I'm fine playing stuff like Hades or, mm-hmm. you know, like Ghosts and Goblins. Like, for some reason, I just view the machine as being, like, this old-school machine. It's perfect for, like, old-school games and yeah. such. But this game, like, feels like it needs to be on a console? Like, I a think so, console? too, especially <laughs> with, like, a lot of the stuff the controller demands of you. Yes. <laughs> so when you switch to the Joy-Cons, it's just like, this isn't great. My hand cramps up real fucking bad because the game has you like holding the shoulder buttons to access certain menus or do certain attacks and stuff mm-hmm. where is you wouldn't have to worry about that yeah. with some other games. Yeah, so, you're not just face buttoning away. Yeah, so I'm like cramping up trying to do handheld, right? And then I'm like, okay, well, let me use it on my TV. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Switch is not really meant for a 4K TV, so it looks like I'm playing a GameCube game sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you were struggling with that last <laughs> Sunday when you were you and Chelsea were streaming Hecka Herb and you're like... It looks really bad. It looks like, really rough. I was like, what's going on? Stretched. Yeah, apparently I had my sharpness up and all it did was like create artifacts on the screen because hmm. it wasn't getting like a 4K signal. So it just made it look fucking bad. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's more on the TV than the Switch. But it was just like a thing that really impacted me where I was just like, damn, dude, world looks beautiful, especially playing the, the, the PS5 uh, upgrade. yeah, 60 frame edition, yeah. man. I'm just oh like, oh. So, like, if you were to tell me that uh, Rise is available on, like, PS4 and Switch, I would never buy the Switch edition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. I'm with you on that one for two reasons. Obviously, the graphical fidelity. And yeah. two, the ease of online play. Oh, dude, that's, like, the biggest thing for me, too. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about this Nintendo app. Uh, this whole, like, process of, like, doing chat. It's stupid. It's convoluted. Get yeah. your fucking native party chat on the console. Have it be all in one. It makes yeah. sense. It's fucking 2021, Nintendo. Get it together. You know? <laughs> I shouldn't have to Discord separately to make this happen. It just... It's kind of a frustration. Yeah. yeah Chelsea has a hard time when, like, we try to stream Rise because she has to like put on earbuds and then head a headset over the earbuds yeah. so she can hear me on her computer and like the game it's like fucking frustrating nintendo it's you really dicked us in this one because i think the matchmaking already with monster hunter is kind of convoluted it, and it, it it's convoluted in this one but i yeah. will give them credit it is snappy like you're in a match pretty yeah. quickly so i'm impressed by that it's just that um i'm lonely on that console because it's like i see friends online and i'm just like okay i can't get into a party with them i can't tell them anything i can't do anything <laughs> i have to fucking like what text them in real life and be like hey you want to play some switch games with me <laughs> it's gotta be one of those things where we'll have our, our playstations on and we'll yeah. be in like playstation chat while playing on our switches oh my god <laughs> that would be dystopian <laughs> <laughs> but that's the future that we live in thank you nintendo that's one thing like so all these rumors about like the 4k switch coming out first of all i'm on that shit mm-hmm. if it makes my rise look better yeah. right but the second thing is, like, don't even fucking talk to me unless you're going to have, like, a party system on your console. Yeah. Like, literally don't talk to me, Nintendo, unless you fucking figure that out. I know that was rumored for a while. Is it kind mm. of slated for the holidays that people are thinking, or? 
I I honestly don't know because like again like with the COVID impacts, mm-hmm. I can't even be sure that they're sure. Mm-hmm. Like you know they they may want to do it, but they can't like you know early announce it because yeah. it's like we got to get these fucking ships. <laughs> There's a chip shortage in the world right now, you know. So I I don't know. It's anyone's guess. I would hope that it would be this holiday, given yeah. we're what we're five years po- post switch launch at this point. Uh, four, four, yeah, four years, twenty seventeen, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because everybody was posting their, oh, happy four years to Breath of the Wild recently. Well, that's not bad either, because, like, usually if you're going to get, like, a newer model of a console, you're going to do it, like, 3.5 years after. like halfway through the life cycle. Yeah. So, I'd pick it up. That's crazy. Four years already. Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. But I I think, I'll say one thing about Rise. If you're already well-vested in world, it's easy to pick this one up. Okay. A lot of it translates pretty easily. Yeah. And a lot of it's some actually streamlined. It streamlines mm-hmm. a lot of the fat of world. Like its systems and its menus and everything? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes-ish. I'm going to say <laughs> okay. yes-ish on that one. I think it's it's easier to figure out where to go. Like the, like the hub world, for instance, is mm-hmm. way smaller. You don't have to go through multiple levels to get to what you need. But it's still basically the same fucking item box shit. Where okay. it's like, here's all these goddamn icons. Icons galore! <laughs> some of them are craftable. Some of them are not. You know, here's an auto sort. <laughs> craftable icons? For like, um, you pick what? up like scales and shit. You know, like, oh, is this a craft? Uh, sorry, is this a material to use for crafting, or is this literally a thing I can use in the field? Uh, is this, yeah, gotcha. like, like it's still like you trying to figure out like what's what, what, what. Yeah. You know, although it does one cool thing that I really liked. You can have variations of your specials on each of the weapons, hmm. so you can like you can uh, so like you'll have three different versions of your attack, and mm. you can choose which version to go out into the field with. That's cool, which is really cool actually. I like that one a lot. I want that in the main games and Palamutes. Best addition to the series. That's the one thing that I've been hearing about that I'm like really super stoked to like just kind of have my hands on because yeah. like apparently that eliminates half the hunt of finding the monster. Where yes. it's like you can just get on the Palamute and it just rides you straight to the hunt. You can ride them down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's really nice. Also, the, my favorite move to do in the game is where if you're sprinting on your Palamute and you mm. jump, doing the jump attack at a monster makes you feel like fucking John Wick. Yeah. It's awesome. I like that there seems to be a bit more like verticality and kind of like jumping uh, controls. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's also the wire bug. The wire bug changes the whole situation. Mm. Like you're you're flinging around like your Spider Man on the yeah. wire bug, but it's finite. Like that... you, you only have like um like two or three uses depending if you oh gain yeah yeah, yeah. but it, like it's on recharge rechargeables. Okay. That's that's the difference. So you yeah. gotta wait for it to use it. Where they yeah. added that in Iceborne, and it's like oh, I could just use it wherever. Well, it's a little different than that. So that one is actually just more of like a grapple onto enemies and then oh. sometimes when you're scaling up stuff this one you can aim it and use it whenever oh okay like you could just like shoot yourself up in midair or you could even just like swing from it in midair and be like hey motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> but uh my favorite thing is when you get blasted and you're doing like you get like knocked down on the ground you can actually use it as a quick escape so the monster doesn't do a follow-up attack that's awesome you. so you can just like get the fuck out of there and i keep on like whenever i play world i keep on like doing the muscle memory for that move and it fucks me up that it doesn't work. I don't know how you're jumping between two monster hunters right now. I like juxtapositions. Sure. That's my position. <laughs> Do you think um, Nintendo is going to go like, kind of long term in terms of like supporting this game? Like, Because that's the thing about like World and Iceborne. They kind of became their, these like games of service platforms uh, with a long tail. Um, where it's like that those games have been supported now for like three years at least monster hunter world proper do you think we're gonna get the same kind of care with rise or is it gonna get like abandoned in a year well i will say there is a lot of monsters on the game already like a surprising amount of monsters like it seems like every hunt i'm fighting something new which Mm -hmm. is really cool but i would 
I would be interested to see if they do take that approach of like, we're going to drop Devil Joe into this, kind of like what they did with World and like mm-hmm. over time keep on adding. I don't know that we'll ever see an Iceborne like a kind of expansion for this game, mm-hmm. but I would see them like supporting it with like, here's new hunts and shit, like okay. as you go through. Honestly, if they're if they're out here selling 1.3 million units within a fucking couple of days, yeah, you can imagine there's gonna be some add-on content. In fact, there's a slot for add-on content. Okay, like in the middle of the when you you have to talk to a cat. Sure. And the, the Not- cat lets you play online, and it gives you DLC. <laughs> nice. My cat doesn't do that. No, your cat doesn't do shit. Yeah, she sits on my chest and gives me allergies. That's true. So. That's her favorite thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, so, but yeah, I'm excited for you to play it. We should jump into it at some point. Yeah. I don't know when. <laughs> I mean, tonight we're playing Iceborne. Yeah, we're playing so. Iceborne tonight. So perfect time <laughs> to think about playing Rice. <laughs> All right, I got a meaty one for you on number five, my friend. I know you love talking about CD Project Red. Oh, my favorite hot topic of the, the decade now. Uh, my favorite hot topic was at Sawgrass Mills Mall. Oh, that was a good one. I mm. actually preferred the one in Coral Square. I've never really been to that one, yeah, I don't think. That was the OG one for me. Really? Yeah. Really? The old gammy. So, number five on here <laughs> <I hate us. laughs> is CD Projekt Red is restructuring their development process because of obvious reasons. <laughs> In a strategy update video posted last Tuesday, CEO Adam Kaczynski announced major changes are coming to The Witcher Studio. That's your name now. You're the Witcher Studio. <laughs> For one, CD Projekt Red is abandoning the one-game-at-a-time development model. Instead, CDPR will enable, quote, parallel AAA game development, end quote, among cross-functional teams. Fucking hate that term, by the way. <sighs> This means, for, like, we have it at my job, too, yeah, and I just fucking hate hearing it. It just means, like, oh, I gotta I gotta talk to somebody who's gonna make me wake up at 7 a.m. because they're on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah. This means franchises like Cyberpunk and The Witcher will be worked on simultaneously. Kaczynski wants faster iteration and seamless interaction between teams because poor communications led to Cyberpunk 2077's nightmarish release. The ensuing bugs in that game, quote, caused the loss of gamers' trust and the reputation that we've been building through a big part of our lives, end quote, said the CEO. The studio is also improving its Red Engine so that functionalities can be applied to both of its franchises at once without major overhaul. The idea here is that this will create consistency among CDPR's games. In perhaps a bid for self-accountability, the studio promised it would shorten PR cycles for its game. Instead of an eight-year hype cycle, marketing materials like trailers were released closer to a game's launch date. CDPR also said it would focus on showing actual gameplay rather than the gameplay concepts, and ensured fans all platforms for a game would be equally represented. How very interesting. Hmm. (laughs) But with change comes loss. Now that CDPR is restructuring itself, they're also reconsidering the previously teased multiplayer component for Cyberpunk 2077. However, they are working on a way to integrate online features to their games, quote, without any technological delay, end quote. Though it should be noted that the studio still prides itself as a maker of single-player RPGs first and foremost. A lot to unpack here, my friend. Yes. I think one of the funniest things a part of this conversation is the... Um, kind of the assumption that they will continue making cyberpunk games mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm just like okay sure i guess it was successful enough to do that right um okay <laughs> like that's all i could say i could go okay how do you feel about that uh about them continuing on with the ip i think it's um 
I mean, it was inevitable, right? I think maybe they they acknowledge what they kind of did wrong with this one. Yeah, um, all, all of this is like a direct response. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they're not just going to abandon it. Or if they did abandon it in terms of a game, they would just kind of reallocate in other mediums where it's like, all right, we'll just kind of bolster the IP through the mm. anime that's happening or through the card game, you know, <laughs> stuff of that nature mm. or the tabletop game, whatever it was. Future Gwent. I'm not, I'm not surprised, though. It, it did well despite the crazy backlash and all the fucking nightmarish stuff that happened, you know, getting pulled from the PlayStation Store, yeah. the um, the refund issue and all that stuff. So I think they have a long climb, though, ahead of them with it if they're oh, going to yeah. continue to support it. And the idea that they're going to do this sort of, hey, cross-functional parallel development thing... Uh, I don't know. That doesn't give me great faith. Isn't it weird? It's weird. Like, my initial thought was like, well, if you had a hard time focusing on the one game, what's going to make it easier working at two at once? Like, the idea that you're going to have a better red engine that's going to help simultaneously better develop across these two IPs, that Mm -hmm. I understand. That makes sense. But I feel like it's just going to be like, the focus is going to be everywhere now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be harder to reel in. Other studios pull it off, and they do a lot of things where I think, um, well, first of all, other studios practice restraint when yeah. it comes to the scope of their projects, which I don't think CD Projekt Red is very good at. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers littered no less than 2.8 million question marks in The Witcher, Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Only half of them have something interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, what does that look like for this studio? But I, there is logic behind having a consolidated engine that they all like really depend on mm-hmm. and works the way that they expect, right? That would make it easier. Yeah, one of the examples they gave was that like, oh, if um, like npc ai pathing would be the same across like witcher and cyberpunk sure. for future iterations so like we don't have to reinvent the wheel every time we make a game we've seen that kind of thing with ubisoft that's just like yeah ai pathing different elements assets are shared amongst assassin's creed games and even other ip like watchdogs um so that makes sense and then look at like if we're talking about engines being versatile monster hunter rise is completely developed on re engine yeah a game that also gave us resident evil 2 remake mm-hmm. 3 remake and re7 yeah. so Don't it's like Cry 5 yo that like that that shit works mm. okay it goes to work and it seems like they have an easy time working with yeah. it so i can see that for me i still think it's a little presumptuous to be talking about like we're gonna keep on working on this franchise right now because i feel like we're still like we're still at the smoldering crater stage. Okay. <laughs> you know, like there's still smoke coming out of the crater. So talking about like the future of the franchise, you should be really just talking about literally what you're doing with Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, yeah, I not, think... Not the sequel. Th- their scope of it is pretty crazy to be like, oh yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about mm-hmm. the, the whole future of the studio. Uh, yeah. Can, can reel it in a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, like, you know, even with uh, some of the patches that went out, people are still reporting like, you know, bugs left and right, which is like, yeah, I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm still trying to feel if that's a scenario of like, oh, the game is still hopelessly broken versus people are going to be overly critical about the game because like they've been so burned yeah. like throughout, right? So like anytime, like Avengers has the same problem where they've actually stabilized the fuck out of Avengers, like way beyond the point of where it was, you know, in its disastrous stage at launch. Mm -hmm. But I still see posts on the Reddit forum when like whenever Hulk's eyeballs go inside out or something, they're like, look at this fucking $60 game and freak out. So it's, it's interesting. I wonder like, when is cyberpunk truly going to be at the stage where people all agree? Yeah. Okay. This is fine. (laughs) This works. Might be another year. I don't know possible it's crazy Mm -hmm. didn't they just release like the 1.2 update which was like 18 pages of like hot fixes and and bug fixes somebody made the star wars scroll but with like the the hot fix pages jesus christ dude 
Yeah, that just really speaks to how much was kind of going on in the game that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. And also, I wonder about the, the poor communication thing, on, mm-hmm. honestly, thinking about the bugs where they're like, well, you know, we didn't know to prioritize console bugs because communication was poor. And I'm just like, is communication poor or were the, was leadership just not listening? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you what do you mean by that? <laughs> you know, like, I feel like you could unspool everything that they're talking about, about like how they're going to fix. And I, I do like... I do like the foot forward to say, hey, we're addressing that there is a problem rather mm-hmm. than saying our shit don't stink. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like, what the what the thought process behind certain things, like, saying, uh, you know, we had poor communication. What does that mean? You're ignoring emails? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's, like, somebody's, like, skipping out on meetings or something? Or is it that uh, your QA team is on another side of the world uh-huh. and that makes it difficult to, like, get feedback from them? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? You know? Or maybe they called stuff out and you blatantly ignored it, like has been called out in the past. Which is, again, that's my core cynicism wants to yeah. go that way. But there's obviously talented and sure. passionate people working at the studio trying to just make a good game, right? Like, I don't... Even at the t- like top of the funnel, I don't think anyone up there was like, I don't give a fuck if the game is good or bad or not, you know? No, mm-hmm. they care. They want it to be yeah, good. Yeah, that's their sure. reputation, right? They, they're talking about their reputation, but... I'm just, I'm just interested. I want to be fly in the wall and be like, what, why are you saying this? Like, what happened? What's the account? <laughs> you know? I think it'll probably, like I said, take another year for them to really fine-tune and get the game where it needs to be. And then at that point, you could start looking at this multiplayer expansion. You could start looking at other things outside of, of mm-hmm. Cyberpunk. Make your Witcher, 5, or Witcher 4. You know, do whatever you want to at this point. But, like, there's so much you have to do to restore the brand at this point. Yeah. And this is a, a good first step, right? Being like, hey... Here's all of our fixes. Here's what we plan to do. Here's kind of like a, a roadmap for like the, the studio going forward. But much like their games, it's just the scope is everywhere. Reel it in. Just kind of focus on this. And that's that's all we need, you know? Yeah. I, I know there's hype for stuff down the line, obviously. But like, I think there's going to be a lack of faith if you can't get this right first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by all accounts, they're saying that Witcher 4 is, like, way the fuck out there, Uh right? It is interesting that they're bringing it up a part of this conversation. It's almost like to remind people, like, please don't abandon us. We still have your favorite IP. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's what it feels like to me. Where it's like, yeah, remember, we we made Witcher 3, Mm -hmm. right? Guys? Guys? Well, and there are still defenders of this game. Like, I don't think it's, like, lauded and hated across the board. People, like, stand by it where it's like, no, it's a good game. Yeah, I played it on Xbox Series X, or I played it on PS5, and it's like, oh, it's a perfect experience. Or PS5, you know, versus these people who played it on, like, I guess now would be last-gen consoles and got the worst end of the stick, you know? Sure. I think what they really need to do, and, you know, fuck the parallel development thing. (laughs) Sure, that that works for Ubisoft because they have different studios, right? They have Montreal, they have Quebec awesome i think you really need to kind of hunker down and be like all right here's going to be our like console development team here's our pc development team they need to cross communicate and make the kind of the best products together at the same time Mm. because if you're going to have simultaneous launches for things don't fucking botch it you know make it happen so they can be seamless and perfect at the same time or asterisk close to perfect at launch right Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm not in development but that's just kind of like how i would want it to be handled from a management perspective yeah my immediate thing is like i don't think the answer is uh figuring out how to make more games guys yeah. <laughs> you know it's like how to how to make the games that you do publish uh mm. efficiently and you know making sure that we don't end up in a situation where you're over promising and under delivering or disappointing outright mm-hmm. you know because nobody was like nobody's coming at like the um how would you say quality of the idea they're coming at the quality of the experience which yeah. is piss poor because i'm you know falling through the ground yeah most of the game i've seen so many of the innards of this game it's crazy and i'm not even talking about the genitals <laughs> <laughs> of which there are many there are many yeah. i thought that was a bug anyway 
I was like, why am I naked every time I look in a mirror? <laughs> it's really off-putting. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> why are my tits always out? Yeah, why, why? Well, I mean, well, that I have no questions about that. <laughs> my like, tits I'm, are always I'm out. I'm okay with that, actually. Uh, but yeah, I actually, I, I want to revisit the game when they finally do the, the full-on next-gen version Same. of it and see that, what's up, right? Cause that's I, what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I, I don't want to press on with this game until until I feel like, you know, it'll be stable. Do you think they ever could reel it in with future installments? Or are they always kind of damned and destined to have these like bigger bloated experiences from installment to installment? Do you mean like making like huge open world? Yeah. Kind of things? Like overly mm. ambitious, overly promising kind of projects. You know, it's funny. I, I think there's, um, especially when we're talking about like The Witcher and stuff, I think there's opportunity to make smaller scale games that still deliver on their tenants of like story first, triple A quality. Uh, without like you know, hey, here's this fucking 300 hour experience, yeah, Skyrim rival, game. right? Yeah, I think I think there's opportunity to do that, but there's always going to be like probably a wall of like cynicism around that, where it's just like, well, why aren't you giving me my huge experience? That's what I love about The Witcher Three, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I would like to see them try to do that. But I think to answer your question, yes, they are doomed to make that type of game because they made a reputation on making yeah. that type of game, much like Bethesda has made a reputation on making endless open worlds with infinite bugs and caps. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> You know? So, yeah. Yes. Do I want it? Eh, no. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'd like to see them make a game that isn't Witcher or Cyberpunk. Yeah. Imagine that world. Something new. Like a brand new IP. Right. Something where the expectation isn't this is going to be a gigantic, never-ending open world. Yeah. They really put the task upon themselves to manage a lot of things. Right? Manage a lot of quest lines. Manage a lot of player choices within those quest lines. Different story kind of beats and paths. And open world games, like, as well. Like, there's so much variance of play and, and room for things to go wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would love to just, like, not necessarily, like, do, like, a 30-hour, like, triple-A game, but, like, reel it in. Maybe give us, like, a kind of locked-in 80 to 100-hour experience that maybe players are going to get a consistent vision across the board with. But granted, that's not what a they... Lo- a locked-in <laughs> locked 80 to 100 hours, yeah. you know, the normal. <laughs> yeah. But granted, that's kind of not what they have prided themselves of being in terms of a studio and the games they make, so... That's fair. Uh, the I, CD Project Red. I don't know. Story. Like I don't want is to, open world. <laughs> I don't want to see them fail. Like I don't want to see like any studio Mm-mm. fail. I think yeah, they did some shitty stuff. They 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 did kind of lied. They withheld information uh, in terms of like the the builds that went out, and it's it's all on them to kind of turn it in their favor, right? You know. Well, let me put it this way. I think it's an absolutely good thing that this happened. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing that a company this big was humbled very publicly and sent a ripple effect, a message to other studios, don't do what we did, right? Now, if I were working there, however, I would feel fucking awful (laughs) that I was, like, embroiled in this. So I'm not envious of the people that are, like, dealing with the day-to-day and just being, you know, knocked around and seeing seeing all the shit online, too, right? Mm -hmm. People in games tend to be very online connected people, yeah. so they get to see the vitriol firsthand. That shit sucks. I don't like that, yeah. right? And I don't want to see the studio fail because honestly, I've had great times with mm-hmm. their IP. I've loved The Witcher Three. I put hours and hours into it over like three fucking years. Like so, I do want to see them continue. I want to see them get better, and I want to see them being better cascade down to other studios and other publishers that aren't being better. Currently. Yeah. 
We'll see if if that happens because publishers are going to be publishers. They're going to do shit the way they do it. Publishers going to publish. <laughs> they're going to publish. They're going to put shit out. They're going to make their teams like feel the the heat of deadlines and there and make development teams inadvertently crunch, which I hate. I hate that fucking happens. I I hate the thought that like even though like there there's hope for The Witcher and, or CD Projekt <clears throat> Red with Cyberpunk, that the the team is still crunching as we speak, making this game Should happen, be. making these updates happen. And then that's not going to stop. It's going to roll into the multiplayer expansion. Right. So it sucks. Right. Yeah. My fear of that would become like such a big part of their DNA where it's like whenever there's a problem, just fucking crunch it away. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the right response either. I don't think right? so. Um, we'll, we'll see. But I will say to the publishers of the world, fuck around <laughs> and thou shall find out. Wow. Uh-huh. I like that. Uh-huh. Got a last bit on here. By the way, my friend. Numbers. Si- no, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Sony is shutting down the PS3 and Vita's digital store fronts. A catastrophe, sir. Sony is closing the PlayStation Store for PS Vita and the PlayStation 3 on August 27th of this year. Users will no longer be able to purchase PS3, Vita, or PSP content digitally, which includes games and videos. Likewise, in-game purchases like DLC will be disabled. Sony is also disabling PSN Wallet Fun Voucher Redemptions for the PS3, Vita, and PSP. It's, it's, it's these three systems, mm-hmm. just so you know, kids. <laughs> if you have remaining funds in your wallet, it can only be applied to the PS4 and PS5 storefronts. It's not completely doom and gloom, though. You can still re-download previously purchased games and media, and you can still redeem any games granted through your PS Plus membership. Mm. You can even redeem new PS Plus vouchers on older consoles, because... Sure. Okay. (laughs) But for Sony, it would seem preservation is not key. Prices for physical copies of PS3 and Vita games will inflate as collectors hunt down out-of-print games. And for some digital-only titles, the PSN closure means death, since users have no way to buy them on different platforms. Tokyo Jungle (laughs) being one of them. Wow. What a sad state of affairs. Drakengard 3. Oh, wait, that wasn't digital. Fuck me. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. That Turtles in Time game. There we go. Which they already delisted years ago. Yeah. Anyway. Damn it. I'm a few other out. things. Other things. Final God Fantasy VI, which is something you can get on the PS3. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All the PS1 games you can't download no more. Yeah, that's a huge bummer. That's sad. I, I gotta wonder if there's like a bigger thought here from, from Jim Jam, Ryan, and, and Mr. Herman Holst. I will always remember... Jim Ryan was talking about he was at some sort of press event for Gran Turismo. I think mm-hmm. it was five, six, seven, whichever, whatever the fuck that they're on right now. And he said that they had some of the older games set up from PS1 to PS3. And he said he had a quote that I think I forget it was a Verge or somebody quoted him. And he said, these games look so old. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anybody would want to play this. Jeez. So if that's Jim Ryan's mentality, <clears throat> none of this is a shocker. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, let's let's be uh, let's try to be fair. Let's be corporate apologists today. Okay? okay? Let's be corporate apologists. Like we always are. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I looked at my metrics and said that it cost me X amount to keep up the PS3 store, mm-hmm. but I only see that mm, it's got like 5% interactions yeah. uh, with users. Yeah, I could see them making an easy choice and going, this is just costing us more to maintain than what we're actually benefiting sure. from a profit thing. But... That is a very, very cut and dry, financially driven decision. 
when it comes to the grander scope of dealing with like entertainment media, Mm -hmm. there is this kind of idea of preservation being important because, well, one, there's these works of art that are going to be lost to the either. Mm -hmm. And we're okay with that. Could you imagine motherfucker tells you one day that like, uh, I I don't know, apocalypse now, bad example, but apocalypse now, (laughs) there's no way to fucking watch it anymore. It's gone. Mm-hmm. It's in people's memories. People wrote about it. People have reviews about it. People have videos online. But you cannot yeah. watch Apocalypse Now. <laughs> we can only really experience it in the spoken stories of uh, people who've experienced it. Let me go back a second. Yeah. I would actually say instead of Apocalypse Now, Gremlins. Oh, Gremlins, Gremlins is missing from the lexicon. <laughs> that is a mu- much more upsetting thing. Yes. Back to the Future. <laughs> people would be mad. Okay. Back to the Future too. <laughs> matter yeah. mad as fuck at that point right <laughs> Three, yeah. yeah so but i'm just like isn't there a kind of like they've curated this entire storefront isn't there a little bit of responsibility on your part to be mm. like well what's the continuity of this mm-hmm. you know i think for me and I, i'm sure you might share the sentiment is i'm not i get it i'm not very inclined as a user to go back to my playstation 3 to dig out like the old playstation store and download things i've done it Mm. but i don't do it enough to make sony go oh yeah there's big business here right but that's because it's not easy to do now for instance if you said here's all these same ps3 games on your brand new ps5 to download Mm -hmm. and it's all digital and that's the only way to to preserve it i'd be like fuck yeah thank you for doing this Mm -hmm. that's amazing in fact, I will take a look. Wait, you did what? You made up the resolution in some of these things? Oh, fuck yeah. Man, you're starting to sound like Xbox. <laughs> Jeez, they don't have that, you know? No, they it don't. It sucks. It's, it's one of those things where, like, these sort of sunsettings and shutting downs of virtual fronts is sadly inevitable in some, I guess, companies' minds. I mean, Nintendo is, is not, like, unfamiliar with that process either you know we we saw in what was it 2020 with the virtual console getting shut down on the wii yeah on the wii 3ds and it's like that was a huge thing where it's like holy shit here before yeah we're literally just severing this connection to like a whole digital landscape of of games and it it creates kind of like a impermanence with it which is unfortunate because like yeah like gaming and 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 experiences like that like we want to be able to continually experience right Mm -hmm. this is why i collect a lot of physical games because it's not like just this paranoia that like digital front are going to disappear but just the idea that i'm going to have it and i could just pop it in whenever i want you know Mm. i am limited just by whatever is the disc you know at that point i don't have to worry about somebody just stripping away a fucking download code at one point (laughs) um i i think yeah there there gets to a point where it's like as you see kind of install bases shift like i'm sure people still play their ps3s but the numbers are largely diminished in comparison to ps4 and ps5 now vita I, I think there's probably a bit more of a consistent install base there these days, but you know Sony abandoned Vita long ago, so I'm not surprised sure. by that either. Yeah. But it overall it just kind of sucks that like some of these gems that were kind of landlocked on these kind of two consoles are now going to be gone. Right. I think there's kind of a <clears throat> I don't know how to say it like a responsibility at this point to house these things elsewhere. You mm-hmm. know, make a new store front maybe currently on the ps5 or ps4 consoles where you can house these 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 games like i still don't understand like why you know ps1 ps2 ps3 classics can't all be on the ps4 and ps5 it literally makes no sense to me yeah why there's such segmentation for it and sure it's probably back-end code stuff stuff that i don't understand because i got a stupid gamer mind right right but (laughs) it's just like at this point you need to start kind of like 
upping the ante for your supporters and, and PlayStation loyalists because we want to be able to dive into the, the libraries and, and back catalogs of the history of Sony at this point. You know, what what I think Microsoft is doing so well, especially with Games Pass, is not limiting that. Really just being like, here's our pool. Here's our history of Microsoft games. Have fun. You mm-hmm. know? And I... Sure, that came at maybe the cost of them, you know, shuttering stuff on the original Xbox and 360 over time. That makes sense, right? But I don't think they've ever been cheapest about supporting backwards compatibility, where Sony's always been, like, half in, half out. It's it's so weird. Where it's yeah. like, PS1 to PS2, sure, it was super easy. Put a disc into your, your PS2 that was a PS1 disc, and it'll play. But then PS3, it's like, okay, some consoles are going to have backwards compatibility. Some of the digital games, like, you're going to be able to play. It's not PS2 games that you're going to be able to play. It's PS1 games. And it's just like, what? what is this, like, weird left brain, right brain men- mentality that they're struggling with? Yeah, I don't know. It's it, bizarre. You know, and, and, like, I look at games like, uh, one prime example, Astro's Playroom, which is, like, a celebration of PlayStation history yeah. and all of their IP and the different consoles and different peripherals. And I'm like, you just come off as two-faced when you try to, like, celebrate your history, but also do nothing to preserve it. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what? Are you, are you crazy? <laughs> you know? And then it's like, it does make them look bad in comparison. Like you're saying, like Xbox has done amazing efforts mm-hmm. uh, to support backwards compatibility, even if there isn't money in it. Mm-hmm. Just because they said, we think this IP is important because you've told us this IP is important. Yeah. Sony is just like, no, what's important is what's right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, um, okay. <laughs> you know, Sony didn't erupt into the, you know, the game sphere, like with PS4, Mm-mm. there's a history that you're letting go here yeah. and you've given us nothing to tell us that like, Oh, you're going to continue supporting it. There are PS3 titles and such on PS now, but it's not comprehensive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and even if you like, that's the thing, like Xbox was like, Hey, we're not going to get it hundred percent. We're going to try our goddamn just to get it like mm-hmm. close. Whereas Sony's always been like, we don't want to tell you anything. Fuck off. Stop asking and buy the new ratchet. Yeah, I don't like exactly. that. Like, I'm just like, it's, it's one of those things. It just makes them look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, there's such a forward momentum to their capitalism yeah. and, and their, their means for, like, accomplishing, like, sales right. for new installments. But it's just like, you have this long-standing catalog, much like Nintendo. Why don't you fucking let us play with it? Like, why don't you let us have access to it? What I don't understand. Like, it, just, mm. it makes no sense. Yeah, or, <laughs> or think about supporting it in some way and, yeah. like, really having that value. Even if it is a thing where I have to, like you have to charge me in some extra way to give me access. I wouldn't care. I would pay more money for my PlayStation Plus membership if Mm. you told me I at least get a percentage of the catalog of, like, PS1, PS2, PS3. Even if it's, like, 30% of, like, those generations of PlayStation games, it would be fine. Because at least it's still there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even if it was stuff where it's like, oh, you can only give us, like, uh, stuff that Sony owned. First party stuff. Okay, I get that. But hopefully one day we'll move past that. This is them saying we're taking away something, and that's it. Yeah. There's no, like, cool, like, announcement of, like, but, hey, stay tuned, because we're going to do some really cool stuff going forward with our subscription models that I think we're going to, you know, bridge the gap here. They don't want to bridge the gap, man. Mm. They want me to buy God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. (laughs) But one day... They'll stop supporting God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. That's what Sony's telling me. Exactly. Could you imagine? You know, one example that came up in my mind is um, there's a game that Capcom put out called Asura's Wrath, made mm-hmm. by CyberConnect Two, and it was a fine game. It was like, what if an anime were a game? Basically, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a visual novel, kind of a brawler, mainly a visual novel. Mm-hmm. But the Capcom stupidly 
had an ending that could only be downloaded. Like you had to like, it's only a DLC ending. What? Like it's it's an epilogue to the game, uh, okay. and you had to pay mo- money for this epilogue, right? Whatever. But <laughs> imagine you you have either a digital copy or a physical copy of Asura's Wrath, but you don't have that content. Mm-hmm. You have no way on PlayStation Three to see that ending anymore. That's gone. Mm-hmm. That because you can't do it because they're not preserving it. <laughs> So it's like weird. you're even kind of like it's kind of an erasure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the lack of support is an erasure of history. Mm-hmm. Weird to think about, right? <laughs> I think so too. And yeah. I mean it it only makes sense in the turn that maybe they're going to do something like you said, maybe charge us a separate subscription down the line to have access to these things again, right? We'll we'll, we'll shut it down here, but we're going to bring it back in another form, another skin down the line. Yeah. I can't say that they're actually going to do that. I I hope that they will. We'll see. I think, man, <laughs> Sony's in such a weird place lately. I think. Yeah. You yeah. want to talk about that? Yeah. Let's let's. I, I had kind of like a light idea for like a like a springboard topic of like, do we think like Sony's kind of like fumbling into like next gen with a lot of its moves and decisions and happenings? And the topic will be called Sony's hate of play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the stuff that they're doing isn't very like consumer or player forward or friendly, and it's. Mm-hmm. baffling right i i don't understand like where where these decisions are coming from if it's like like jim if it's you know is kaz is kaz or I making these weird decisions like what's going on oh, kaz, kaz is gone he's retired <laughs> yeah. um it's jim and then it's uh herman holst yeah, yeah. <sighs> they like the new 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 because like back in the sean Layden days like we would see weird stuff obviously where it's like yeah maybe like crossplay isn't a thing that's like being leaned into super hard but they're still making consumer kind of plays and, and things that make sense for, for PlayStation fans mm-hmm. here. It's just like, I just see them making weird missteps. Right. I, I think the PlayStation five at launch is kind of like, sure. It had two really great exclusives that we got our, our time with and then kind of moved on from, but their continued support of it moving forward. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's rough. It's a rough launch. And then mm. to kind of see like the stuff that Microsoft is doing with series X kind of out the gate, not even on an exclusive front, but more of like, here's our ecosystem front is far more impressive, right? And that's not to say that like Sony still isn't doing stuff, right? Because they still have the free PlayStation Plus games. They have other initiatives here and there. They have the PlayStation Collection for PS5 users. Um, they did the Play at Home initiative, which was like 10 select games, which I thought was pretty cool. You mm-hmm. know, there are VR titles and some some indie games in there. But it's just like weird segmentations of like, here's some catalogs of games that you can have. And then PS Now, which is like, what the fuck's going on with PS Now? Whereas, like, I feel like Microsoft is really just fucking owning it right now with Games Pass, with their idea of, like, here's what, you know, streaming games is going to look like. Here's what it's going to look like to have a a game, an exclusive game day one, or a third-party game day one, you know? Like, the stuff with MLB The Show is crazy to me right now. That they're getting a what used to be a Sony-exclusive franchise day one on Games Pass. Right. Outriders just came out this weekend games fast day one and it's just like why why can't we have something similar right what is it for this month playstation plus we're getting that new odd world game Soulstorm, which is cool but it's like that's a game that maybe like a handful of people were really excited for hmm. but if you told me okay not. yeah but if you told me all right demon souls is like right like you're putting a foot forward ain't you yeah you really want me in your ecosystem sony is less about ecosystem and they're all about exclusives that's that's literally that's how you can frame it sony's exclusives xbox is ecosystem mm-hmm. xbox is obviously shifting their business to a subscription model but at the same time xbox isn't just xbox xbox is microsoft yeah. microsoft has 
hella resources. Yes. Where Sony is PlayStation effectively. Sure. Right? Like that's their that's their prime money making sector, yeah. right? There nobody's fucking talking about their TVs. Mm-hmm. I would get a Samsung every any day over yeah. a fucking or their, Sony TV. Their other media front in terms of movies and stuff like that. Yeah, like it's and there. They do well yeah. with like movies and such, but it's not the same as being this fucking corporate empire that mm-hmm. has like money in every sector, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's like part of the, the decisioning where they're just like, well, we can't, <laughs> we literally de- can't create a model based off of like day oneing all of our fucking exclusives, you know? Yeah. And I get that, but you can also come up with clever means that don't make you look woefully behind mm-hmm. on on like this. Like for instance, like well, actually the the whole conversation springboard, mm-hmm. you have something that Xbox doesn't. Twenty five years of PlayStation history, yeah. and you're not tapping into it. You're not tapping into it. It's right there. Like, the Looking fuck? you in the face, dog. I could be playing Dino Crisis and popping trophies, bitch. And you're not letting me do it. And it, it doesn't even seem like they really have a plan for it. They're just like, no, yeah. we're just going to say bye to that and move forward because we need to make money off of these new titles that took right. five years to fucking develop and produce. It's it, it just, it, it's like a little egregious, right? Yeah. And at this point, like, I'm sitting here going like, what does PlayStation Plus get me? Oh, yeah, it gets me discounts on, like, fucking, like... Mm. I don't know games, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like the and they'll drop like you know a random free game here and there in between like the the major like here's our next monthly free releases, which yeah. is nice. And like I said, the the play at home initiative was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said I can't play half those games <laughs> because of, I don't have the VR. VR. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's games in there like um, Enter the Gungeon, The Witness, Abzu, which I'm not gonna play anyway. But like you know, had I had VR, like getting to play Moss or like um astros player what, what was the original play, uh rescue mission yes yeah that one getting to play that would have been really cool but you know the people who have vr i think that's a nice little treat sure remember the time that sony announced psvr 2 without showing psvr 2 yes <laughs> like again what's going on like that stuff like their whole messaging for shit going on yeah. this gen has been so weird like the stuff like like last summer leading into the ps5's like kind of initial like marketing hype launch into the release it's like What's your stance on, you know, backwards compatibility? Yeah. What, what What is Mark really saying here? Like, Yeah, we, what, what's happening? Yeah. 100% of the most popular games are <sighs> going to be available? Mark, that means literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the, their messaging and strategy is just so weird where yeah. I feel like Microsoft is being very transparent about a lot of their moves. They're like, okay, cool. Here's a studio that we're going to buy. Here's, here's actually a whole <laughs> grouping of studios that we're going to buy. Here's kind of a time frame of stuff that we hope to do with them. You know, or if we don't have a plan, here's what we're going to do. All these, like, for Bethesda, right? All these Bethesda games are coming to, to Games Pass. Like, you know... They're crushing that. Xbox I'm is, not even an Xbox yeah, fan. I, me neither. <laughs> Xbox is making moves. Yeah. Sony looks like they're standing still. Even if they are doing things, they look like they're standing still because they're starting to get, like, behind on messaging, right? Uh-huh. And... Yeah, they're getting a little sloppy this generation. This generation, I'm just like, whoa, what's going on here? Everything mm-hmm. kind of feels like half measures, mm-hmm. right? Or steps backward. Yeah. So I, I need, for them to like really have me invested again, they need to make some big moves. They need to have some switch up. They need to do something mm-hmm. where it's not playing it safe, right? It's not just saying, we got exclusives and well, that's it. That's our business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to do something to make me feel like proud of like owning a PlayStation and wanting to be invested in this ecosystem. Because uh-huh. there isn't an ecosystem that's just an exclusive machine right yeah. now right so uh, i mean and that's kind of our thing we we are sony ponies we're just we're in it for these sony exclusives and experiences do you call me that i hate horses I, you do you do Long wherever faces. there's a game with a horse in it you'll kill it 
Uh, we call them horse crimes. Yeah, horse crimes. Yeah. We call you Kevin the Horse Slayer for a reason. <laughs> well, it's because I slay horses. But, but think you. about like even what they did with backwards compatibility and the PS5 upgrade things. Like, what? Garbage. Like, absolute garbage. <laughs> Fucking keep on downloading like the old version of a game, even though I just want the PS5 edition of the game. Like, the whole Jesus thing of like Christ. how we had to get the next gen upgrade for Avengers made no sense. Holy or, shit! Where something like smart delivery on Xbox, it's just like, oh, it just you pop it in and it works, right? What? Like, like things like that, and it's like know. you know, uh, you want your experience to be frictionless. You want it to be fun, right? Mm-hmm. That is the heart of play. Yeah, especially at like a five hundred dollar entry. Right. console they're they're losing the heart of play there and yeah. i'm just like what happened here where we're just kind of like stumbling right but i i'd like to see them make a you turn around and maybe it's early days yet yeah. right every this is a tough launch for both uh yes. for both uh, manufacturers yeah. right and covid considered like you know i'm sure there's maybe well, a, I mean, yeah. a lot of stuff that they had wanted to maybe launch with that they couldn't sure. you know maybe stuff got pushed back or delayed and that stuff like hasn't even been announced yet because they don't want to get like ahead of it right yeah and maybe it's hard to, uh, you know, make the improvements that they're getting the feedback for, like, immediately right now. You know, because of those same impacts, right? Yeah. I, and I get that, and I feel for that. And I think it's also, like, super early to judge, you know, what the trajectory of PS5 is going to be. Sure. Because console's lifespan goes through a lot of permutations yes. and it changes. Like, I, I get that. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to try to be fair, but right now, like, standing position, it's like Xbox is making you look a little foolish right now. Yeah. A lot foolish. Yeah, I'm not gonna Fix call. That. We're not gonna call the the race now because it's like there's probably like you know six to eight more years ahead of us with these two consoles, sure. respectively. And oh. I think like Sony is gonna probably crush it long term in aspects, but it's just like out the gate, like you're seeing very two very disparate stories of like what what these companies are doing with like their their games and their IPs. Mm-hmm. What what do you think they need to do moving forward and maybe like match microsoft right because i think on the exclusive front they're, they're gonna have like god of war ragnarok you know the last of us multiplayer mode factions whenever that comes out i'm oh, sure that'll yeah, be yeah. cool sure uh, horizon uh forbidden west those are gonna be games that just fucking steal it numbers wise yeah right? here's but, the thing i don't think they're soft on ip we yeah. always know that's gonna be their strong suit yeah. right what i think is they're soft on this idea of creating an ecosystem for us to want to continue to like play in yeah. i think what they need to do and i'm gonna say it outright is that you you consolidate PS Now into PS Plus. You give us something new out of that. Mm-hmm. You give people options. You say, hey, here's a really like... And even if you make it like a modular thing where it's like, hey, I just want like online playing discounts. I can start there, but I can sure. also have like... Different the, add-ons. The ultimate Game Pass yeah. edition of PlayStation Plus. Like 100 bucks a month and you have all this. 100 bucks a month? My God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shell. Fuck off, Tony. <laughs> Maybe 100 bucks a year. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so like, and then you say like, hey here we're gonna bolster ps now we're gonna make sure that there's a nice influx of games and there's gonna be big surprises kind of like game pass where it's like a day and date third party titles mm. i understand like yeah yo strong arm your exclusives that's your good stuff right yeah there baby You're, like, hold on to it i get it but it would be awesome if shit like outriders was like day and date through ps ps plus now yeah <laughs> whatever we want to call it right like you know, lockstep that shit, right? Make it make it work. Even if it, if you even if you have like limitations where it's like it's only going to be free this month and stuff like yeah. that or whatever, or like a week, right? You know, or or really make it into the play where it's like, hey, this is going to be free for a week, but we're going to give you a super PS Plus like half off discount mm-hmm. if you have the subscription and, and buy yeah. Outriders. I'd be like, you know what? That's cool. <laughs> like, all right, that's fine. Especially if I know you guys are going to just take it down for PS now, but mm-hmm. I get to keep it after that. That's cool. 
I think they need to do that. And then the thing that we were talking about is they need to open up their catalog and say, we're going to figure out a way to make sure that there's continuity for our older games, even if we only start with, like, top-tier hits, mm-hmm. right? Like Here are the Final Fantasies, you know. Exactly, exactly, where it's like, we're going to do that. Because, like, you know, they there was... Um, somebody noticed that they once again filed another patent for adding trophies to emulated games mm-hmm. and everyone's like what does that mean yeah and like my first springboard is like oh older games are getting trophies that wouldn't have had trophies mm-hmm. that means somehow they're going to be available mm-hmm. so i'm just like maybe they are making ps now badass maybe. i don't know that'd be cool that'd be cool see some old ps1 games there with trophies it would be nice i can play all the old resident evils with trophies god damn dude that would oh, be, that'd be such cool. a pursuit that'd be cool. that would be cool as fuck yeah um yeah i, I would love to see it like playstation plus like with the discounts and everything it is great. Don't get me wrong. And like the peppering of like free games every month is, is awesome. But it's just like when we're getting games that we've already gotten for free before on <laughs> PS plus, like mm-hmm. there was a point where we had just cause for, and we got it again. I think we've already had zombie nation for, we're getting it this month. The, the year later stuff is cool. Like what they did with, um, final fantasy seven in March or sorry, Final Fantasy VII Remake in March, like where that game came out the previous year, and now it's free. Same thing with Control, where it's like, okay, Control came out 2019. Here's the Ultimate Edition, free in 2021. That's cool, right? But I think there needs to be a a sweeter pot there, for sure. Day one's always going to look better. Yeah. (laughs) Always, you know? And that's tough. That's tough to fight against. Yeah. I get that. I I, I can see Sony making an argument going like, yeah, we don't have like the the right business model or backing to make that fucking happen like Microsoft can, Mm -hmm. because Microsoft can just buy up studios to do that kind of shit or because they're obviously throwing money at companies to say we want your game day and date that's not something that like somebody signs up for for exposure no you pay me money for what's being lost yeah that's what's happening oh yeah and i'm sure it's it's happening too with with sony and these like um some of the plus exclusives yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah, for sure they're doing it they're doing it but you might want to scale up this generation right Mm. even if you like tried for a while and say this is this isn't working out the way that we think it should like i still think if there's a benefit to customers, you'll see people still support yeah. you, right? Right now, I just don't feel like there's the biggest benefit to customers across mm-hmm. having discrete PS Now and PS Plus and saying things like, well, never give day and date. What the fuck? You know, like you just sound like an old ass man, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, going like, no, they're crazy. You'll you'll see. They'll fail. Like they're not failing right now. They're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much of that is maybe like. I don't know. They're playing it bullish like Nintendo. And obviously they had that Eastern thumbprint of being like, yeah, we're going to be like really strict, like, you know, draconian <laughs> businessmen about like how we kind of put our games out there. We're, we're going to keep Nintendo specifically. We're going to keep these games that came out five years ago at $60 forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like maybe some of that Eastern mentality mm. bleeds into like the Western mindset of, of what's going on here with, with Sony. And maybe, maybe they want to do more daring things. Right. But it's, it's obviously not happening. Yeah. It's obviously not happening right now. I, yeah. I would like to see some more improvements on that end, I mm-hmm. think, but I would be super interested to have this conversation again at the end of uh, 2021 and feel and like ask like, do we feel like uh, this was a great year for Sony? Yeah. Do we feel like they've made enough like forward steps mm-hmm. to an interesting future that makes me you know really really happy to be a PlayStation consumer? Yeah. Let's see. I mean, that I would like to have that retrospect conversation too. But even looking forward, like look at their year, like we kind of know what's coming like at least up until like june july mm-hmm. right based off the last day to play we know we're getting games like you know um returnal we're getting ratchet and clank or rift apart we're getting five nights of freddy's like we we have this idea <laughs> of like what their calendar year looks like to a point move over ratchet. and i i hope like that the the following months until uh december are maybe a bit more impressive and if they're not i'm gonna be like okay well that was your launch year 
and it's not uncommon for like consoles to have kind of like a whatever launch here right like it happens that's that's you establishing your your base finishing up development of games that have maybe been in development across the generations we'll we'll see what happens yeah, it, it may be an extra like impact just because it's like COVID slowing down so yeah, much stuff. For sure. It's hard for them to look good mm-hmm. this year. I mean, fuck, like we want to give Xbox a lot of credit, but like their killer IP got knocked like yeah. a full year yeah, away Halo from its intended launch. <laughs> like these impacts are they're real and they're mm-hmm. happening. So we may end up with a year that was just like they didn't do anything at all. And it's yeah. like before you get mad, it's like, well, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There there's criticism here and it's it comes from a place of love, I think, from for you and I specifically, where it's like we love Sony. Like that's yeah, that's them. where we make our bed. That's why we, you know, play well, so I mean, many games there versus Nintendo or it, otherwise. It's a little different than brand loyalty. I don't believe in that concept sure. of brand loyalty like I, I like sony i like its ecosystem and i prefer to play on playstation yeah. for a lot of different reasons but uh the moment they fuck around they will find out i will throw yeah the shit in the garbo like I'm, I'm saying like we have this loyalty and love but obviously like it's not without no, i don't have loyalty <laughs> don't have loyalty i don't give a shit <laughs> that's what i'm I saying do. i do gotcha okay yeah. but it's it's like we criticize because it's like well we we like this ecosystem and we want to yeah. see it flourish and what we honestly even across the board like I think the competition that's happening is like, it's good. It's good for both ecosystems, but it's like, I want to see every console be successful in their own ways, but I don't want to see them continue to flounder and fucking like sever a whole history of of their gaming libraries just because they don't care. Mm -hmm. I want to know that they care about their lineage as much as we do, you know, as Mm. I want to know they care about their lineage as much as they care about making money off the next fucking, you know, PS five (laughs) exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's like you have a lot of fans like ourselves that have, you know, bought into your to your systems, and we've been around. We have a long history with it, and we want to see that history continue to be yeah. rewarded with great products and great innovations. Right now, I'm seeing that you do good games, but yeah. I'm not really seeing innovations. That's yeah, that's good exactly. Thing. Even with a new fucking console, I'm saying like I don't I don't really see innovations. That's weird. That's a weird thing. Yeah. That's weird as fuck. Yeah. For as much as I, I, I love my PS5, some of it, it's kind of 50-50 where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think the controller is great. I think some of the UI stuff could be a little better. I think the trophy system was better on PS4. Mm-hmm. And also I'm playing a lot of PS4 games. On playing PS5. a lot of old games on like, this, this new console. Like I've <laughs> nonstop been like backlogging and just playing PS4 games. Yeah. And I'm glad that I could just throw a PS4 disc into my PS5 and not have that kind of immediate native backwards compatibility but i want i want a bit more from it uh but yeah. we'll see it's obviously still early days with all it is yet so all right mark <laughs> mark the grand architect all right mark i hope you're doing good mark <laughs> well i think this is a good time to uh kill this horse yeah goodbye (laughs) (laughs) well guys thank you for listening to the save room uh you can find us on twitter by the way at save room show you can send us your favorite cerny memes there are many those exist probably really i feel like especially after that cerny like deep dive he did there are probably a lot of memes sony asmr good shit good (laughs) shit and again you can find us in soundcloud.com slash save room show there's spotify itunes uh google play and stitcher Mm -hmm. everywhere podcasting it's what it's about it's what's for dinner (laughs) it's podcasting it's what's for dinner and also do a quick plug real quick if you guys haven't seen it go watch godzilla versus king kong that movie fucking fucks the movie fucking fucks is what he says yeah i good movie i like it as as somebody who is not a fan of uh king of the monsters i think this is a superior kaiju movie in a lot of ways those Uh, fight scenes were amazing they were cool they were cool i like the i like how colorful the movie is oh yeah 
Uh, like, I thought it was super interesting that it was, like, super neon and stuff. Like, yeah. especially when they go to uh, Hong Kong and have that fight. Love God. It. I was like, yeah, dude, finally. We're not just doing Dark and Dour. Don't get me wrong. I like 2014's Dark and Dour, but yeah. it fit the tone of, like, the whole, this is a hellacious catastrophe that exactly. walks, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, Disaster King of the Monsters movie. was like, what if... He was like a brawler. Yeah. What if he was the Vin Diesel of monsters? <laughs> <laughs> and then this one turns fucking Kong into John McClane. Yeah, I love it. He did the action dive. <laughs> you saw the action dive? That was so cool. For somebody who actually really doesn't care about King Kong, I love King Kong in this movie. He was great yeah. in this movie. I was like, yo, you're a real character. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So go yeah. watch that. I think that's only available for, what, the next yeah. month? And I got a big crush in Rebecca Hall. Oh, right. Don't you know. She's so cute. Indeed. Yeah. I wish I had a hall pass. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right guys. Good have night, a good everybody. night. <laughs>